Shalom Aleichem to everybody. There's often a lot of confusion, misunderstanding as to which mechanisms and how specifically one is permitted to warm cold food on Shabbos for the day su'uda. For hundreds, maybe even thousands of years, it was very easy and simple and straightforward. Whatever you put up before Shabbos, whatever is on the blech before Shabbos, was put in the oven before Shabbos, was taken out and used on Shabbos day. Almost ubiquitously, that was a chalant, which was placed in the local town or city's oven, or something was placed on the plata or whatever it was. And whatever was placed and was heated prior to Shabbos was eaten on Shabbos day. However, today, chalant is not enough, or often the things that we would like to put on the burner or the stovetop or the oven before Shabbos will often burn themselves out if they're left too long on the stovetop or the oven. And therefore, what we would like to do is to take food out of the fridge or to place food that is on the counter or in any such situation, it's cold, and put it and warm it in a way that will be edible, comfortable, and enjoyable to do so on Shabbos day. How are we able to do that? The issue that we have to face is something that the postgame Rishonim called Nesina Lechatchila. Nesina Lechatchila is a rabbinic injunction, a rabbinic iser, which is an outgrowth of Chazara, just like it's prohibited to return something to a flame if it was removed from a flame, unless there are five conditions that are met in order to do so. You can't take your chicken soup or your chicken or your kugel off of the fire and put it back on the fire, unless you're still holding on to it, unless you have kavana that you're going to turn it, unless the food itself is hot, unless the thing itself is garv, it's covered, and if there's no open flame. So the outgrowth of that is that if something is cold and it's not on the flame, and it's in your fridge, it's in your freezer, it's on your countertop, and you want to place it onto a flame, you're prohibited to do so. The Rishon explained that there are two reasons that it's prohibited to do chazara, or that it's prohibited to do nesina lechatchila. Number one, if I take a cold item from a fridge, a freezer, or the countertop and put it on top of a flame, it's michsikim it looks like I'm cooking. So even though the item is cooked, you have your chicken or your kugel or whatever meat you would like to place onto the flame on Shabbos day, it's already cooked and ain't bishol achrek bishol. So there is no biblical prohibition. There is no isadir isa. Nonetheless, michsikim avasha looks like you're cooking. And therefore, in the Rabbanon, we say it's also to be no sein lechatchila, to paste something a priori onto a flame or into an oven on Shabbos because of the concern, the Maris Ayin, Mechzik Mevashel. But there's a second concern that the Rishonim say, prohibiting the placement of food on a flame on Shabbos, even if it's already cooked, and that is because Shema Yechata Begecholim. We're concerned you're going to fiddle and play and toy with the knobs, or as it used to be done, you would stoke the coals. Today we don't have coals, but maybe you'll change the dial. You'll turn it up, you'll turn it down, you'll make it higher or lower, go from 300 to 350, from 350 to 325. And therefore, as a result, even though the food is cooked, the chicken, the meat, the kugel, whatever it may be, and therefore there's no iser diraisa of bishul cooking because ain't bishul achar bishul, you can't cook something once it's been cooked already, at least a food item. Nonetheless, Midrabana, it's us because shema yechata begechalim. So how do we get around these two problems? How are we going to get around it looking like I'm cooking or that the problem is that there's a concern that I may come to change the dial or the knob or the temperature setting? So 
the Shulchan Aruch gives us four possibilities as to how one can actually warm food on Shabbos without these two concerns, and the way in which doing so is if it's not done in the conventional way. If there's an unconventional method of heating on Shabbos, then it won't fall under the prohibition or the transgression of Nesina Lechatchil because it doesn't resemble cooking. The first example that the Shulchan Aruch gives is in Simon Reishnun Gimel Sif A, that's called Kedeira Al Gabe Kedeira, a pot on top of another pot. And this is what was done for hundreds upon hundreds of years, and it's still done today contemporarily. It's permissible to reheat a fully cooked food by placing it on top of a pot, which is on the flame or blech. For example, if you have a chalent that's in the crock pot, or if you have food that's on top of a blech that's been sitting from before Shabbos, and you have some schnitzel or kugel that you want to warm, you could place the cold schnitzel from the fridge, or whatever was on the countertop, and place it on top of a dish or a vessel that's already cooking on the flame. So as I said, if you have your Chalant, which is in the crock from before Shabbos, and you want to heat up schnitzel or a kugel on Shabbos, the simplest, easiest thing that you can do is to take the schnitzel that's cold or to take the kugel that's cold from the fridge and put it on top of your chalant pot. That's the easiest thing to do. The best thing to do, it's the het of kedera, gabi kedera. It's an unconventional form of warming, and therefore the concern of mechzeik and mavashal doesn't exist. It doesn't look like you're cooking. You're not going to stoke the coals because the coals already stoked, the oven is already on, the crock pot is already cooking. You're just taking food that's cold and placing it on top. That concern doesn't exist. However, that's not always the easiest thing. Number one, because the crock pot doesn't give you so much space on top to place food. More than that, you have a little handle on top of the crock pot and therefore you're limited. Sometimes it could fall, it's not so comfortable, it's not so easy. By the way, they do make a little cover where you could create a cavity and a flat space on top of the crock pot so therefore you could have more room on top of your crock pot in order to heat your food for the Shabbos day meal. In this context, as noted, this is the head of Kideira al Gabe Kideira. You could place a cold pot, a cold 9 by 13 of schnitzel meat or chicken on top of your crock pot or on top of another pot that is already cooking on the blech. Heter number one, possibility number one, option number one, how to heat, how to warm for your Shabbos day meal. The second example is what the Shulchan Aruch says in Simon Shin Yerches, Sift Hezvav. Eitzel Hamadura. Fully cooked foods may be placed near a flame for reheating. So again, let's take our schnitzel, our chicken, our meat, our kugel from our fridge, and you want to warm it and you don't have enough space to put everything on top of the chalant pot. What you can do is to place the fully cooked food near a flame. So if you have a crock pot or if you have a flame from the oven or if you have a flame from the uh, countertop that's heated or whatever it may be, you could place the food near an actual flame. So even though you have an open flame on the fire on your counter, or if there is a cooktop that has a flame, or whatever it may be, the fully cooked food, the schnitzel, the kugel, the meat, or the chicken can be placed near the flame for reheating. Another possibility, the second option, however, again, this option isn't perfect because it's not always going to uniformly distribute the heat, and it's going to take quite a long time. The first option, placing the chicken or the meat or the kugel on top of the chalant, that is a very good option. It does distribute the heat pretty equally, and certainly doesn't take as long, but near a flame is not as easy. The third option, which is quite a powerful option, but again, not so practical and a little bit difficult and sometimes messy, is what's known as the Clerishon methodology. And that is you could place any fully cooked food and immerse it into a klirishon which is off of the flame. So if you have a uh, boiling 
pot of water on your flame. You take that boiling pot of water off of the flame and you could drop and place your chicken or any item that has been cooked into the klirisha. Now, it's not such an easy thing to do. As I said, it is missy. It's not so simple. Things will get wet and you may not want it as such. But if there's anything that can work, kugel's not going to work, but you could place some things into a Ziploc bag and you could put it into a klirishon a, um, that is not on the flame itself. Any fully cooked food you could place into a klirishon which is off the flame. So if you have your boiling pot of water and you want to put your chicken that's already cooked, that's cold, or your meat that's already cold, you could do so into the klirishon as noted. That's not so simple, not so easy. There's a fourth option, a fourth possibility. This is again what the Shulchan Aruch says in Simon Shin Yurches, and that is a klisheni. Now, if you want to warm a cold liquid, you can't place it into a klirishon, into a dish that has a actual food or that has the actual water that's coming from the first vessel. But what you can do is turn it and place it into a klisheni, and once it's in a second vessel, you could put any liquid into the klisheni. So if you need to heat up a baby bottle, cold milk that you need to have to be warm enough to give to a baby to uh, drink or to eat, so what you can do is to take the milk, to take the formula, which is cold, take a um, your urn and take your water from your urn and place it into a second vessel, into a klisheni, place then the baby bottle into the klisheni, and thus, voila, you have your warmed up milk. You could also do the same thing with gravy. If you want to have hot gravy, Shabbos day to put onto your meat, so the way you can do that is by, again, taking hot water, boiling hot water from your urn, pouring it into a cup. That cup is now a klisheni. You'll take your cold gravy, which is in a Ziploc bag, and you'll place the Ziploc bag in its entirety into the second vessel, the second utensil, the klisheni, and there you have hot gravy that you could use to put on your chicken or to put onto your meat. And those are the four options that the Shulchan has as to how to warm up food for your Shabbos day meal. Again, number one, kideir al gabektera, a pot on top of another pot. Place any of your cold Old, uh, food onto the chalent pot or onto another pot that's on the blech. Number two, Eitzel Hamadur, you could put any cold chicken, kugel meat near an actual flame. Number three, you could place your chicken or your meat into a klirishon, into a boiling hot uh, water vessel as long as it's off the flame. And number four, if you want to heat up a liquid, the only way to do so is with a klisheni. You take your second vessel that's full of hot water from your urn, and then you could place your milk or your gravy into it, and there you'll have hot gravy or hot milk. Those are the four classical ways that the Shulchan Aruch and Simen Reishin Gimel and Simen Rishin Yudches teaches as to how one can enjoy and partake of hot warm food on Shabbos day. However, over the centuries, there have been other ways that we have been able to get around this problem of nisina lechatchila. Again, the problem is it looks like we're cooking. And the problem is maybe we'll stoke the coal. So how are there other possibilities to really justify and potentially get around these two issues of mechsi kemavashel or shami the nisina 
Lechatchila. So Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach quoted in the Sefer Orcho Shabbos, the authors, Rabbi Gelber and Rabbi Rubin, quote Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach. It's also found in Chela Gimel of Shmira Shabbos Kilchosa, the Miluim Itukunim. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach had another etza, another idea. If you have an upside down inverted pan, it could even be an inverted 9 by 13, an inverted tin, or an inverted vessel, you could place it onto a flame that's already covered. So if you have a blech, which is covering the flame, if you have a non-adjustable hot plate, which is completely covering any open flame, you could take a 9 by 13 tin, or you could take a bowl that is made of metal or something that could withstand the heat, and then place your cold chicken, your cold meat, your potato kugel, your squash kugel, or your apple cranberry pie, and your apple pie that you want to be warm, and place it on top of the inverted tin, the inverted 9 by 13, on top of the item which is already being covered by the flame. Shalom Azam Orbach permits this because you don't have michsi kemevashel. It's not a conventional way to cook. It doesn't look like you're cooking. It's a strange thing to do. Who places an inverted tin or an upside down tin on top of a black or on top of a Elan adjustable electric hot plate because that is an unconventional form of cooking and warming that would be permitted. The same thing is true. We're not concerned that you're going to wind up stoking any coals, changing the temperature because you're doing so in such an awkward, strange and unconventional manner. Therefore, Shlomo Zalman Orbach paskin that one is permitted to use an upside down inverted tin 9 by 13 an inverted bowl, an inverted utensil of any sort, and to place food on top of it, your chicken, your meat, your kugel, or whatever it may be. And again, that is a very, very strong option, which many employ today. Now again, there were many mefakpapin, many argued, the Chazanish, and other poskim, gedolia poskim of our generation, argued on Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach. Interestingly enough, you do not find this at there, of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach in the updated Shmir Shabbos Gilchazah, but nonetheless, Rabbi Gelber and Rabbi Rubin write that they heard this this from Rishol Mazalman Orbach, unless he was choser, but as far as we know, he was not, because this does not look like cooking. It's not Nesina Lechatchila. You're doing so in an unconventional and an awkward form, and therefore many, many Jewish homes in our generation rely on the Psaka of Rishol Mazalman Orbach to place an inverted tin on a non-adjustable hot plate or to place an inverted tin on a blech, and if you do so as such, you have fulfilled the proper way of warming on Shabbos, not uh, transgressing the Isser of Nesina Lechatchila because there is no problem that it looks like cooking, there is no Mechzik Mavashal, and there is no Shami Yechata Begechalim. It does not look like you are stoking the coals. Moshe Feinstein, Orachayim, in Igris Moshe, Chelek Dalit, Simen Ayin Dalit, Os, Lamid, Hey, has a different Eitzah. And this Rabbi Eider asked him a long series of questions about Shabbos. And in the Borer section, prior to him writing, in the Bishel section, prior to him writing his book, he asked if Moshe would be okay to place cold food, chicken, meat that was already cooked on a plata chashmalit, on a non-adjustable hot plate, and Rav Moshe responded in Orachayim, Igros Moshe, Chelek Dalid, the Simenai and Dalid, in the Bishel section, Oslamid, hey, writes Rav Moshe, al plata chashmalit, on a non-adjustable hot plate, imi yefshar lehizbashal sham, if you can't cook on it, 
Az mutur lahamid kedera chama. You could place a kedera chama im ein sham elamida achas lahachom. As long as there's non-adjustable and there's only one temperature, you're permitted to place a cold item on top of it because that Ramosha understands to be unconventional form of cooking. E after lispasosham. You can't cook on a non-adjustable hot plate, and since you can't cook on a non-adjustable hot plate, Ramosha says you could take your chicken, your kugel, your meat whatever it is from your fridge, and put it directly onto a non-adjustable hot plate. This is also the Psaq of Ravadji Yosef. However, Rav Moshe's Psaq is questioned, because Rav Moshe writes, You can't cook on the non-adjustable hot plate. Is that really true? You could probably, possibly, and people have done it, cooked an egg on a non-adjustable hot plate. So who says that it's impossible? Maybe Ramosha was talking about a non-adjustable hot plate that then didn't cook or didn't have the possibility of cooking. But today's non-adjustable hot plates absolutely can cook. Others understand that's not really what Rav Moshe meant. And Rav Moshe meant, Talmud Rav Moshe say, is because a non-adjustable hot plate is an awkward, unconventional way to cook. Therefore, even if you really can cook an egg, and maybe it will take longer, it doesn't make a difference because it's an unconventional way of doing so. And therefore, according to Rav Moshe, many Talmud Rav Moshe, his sons supposedly have a different way of learning this tshuva, the machmir way of learning the tshuva. However, many do understand that Rav Moshe's intent was here because there is no mechzikim of Ashel. There's no shemi yachat. It's an unconventional way of cooking. You've covered the knob or there is only one way to warm the food because there are no knobs on it. There's only one midah, only one temperature it would be permitted to do so. Again, if you are going to use this heter, I would suggest at least relying on Rav Shlomo to place an inverted tin as well because of Moshe's psak is questioned in terms of what exactly Rav Moshe meant, even though Rav Eider seemed to have understood Rav Moshe to mean that because it's unconventional, that's enough in order to allow you to place food that's cold, that's already been cooked from the fridge onto your non-adjustable hot plate. Nonetheless, it would be appropriate to place an inverted tin on top of your non-adjustable hot plate and then you could place your kugel, your chicken, your meat that's been cooked fully already from the fridge and onto this non-adjustable hot plate. Ramosha gives you another etza as to how you can warm food today and that is in the very same place Igris Moshe, Chelek Dalid, Simen Ayin Dalid, Os Lame Dalid and those of you who have homes that have radiators especially as we enter the cold winter days, Ramosha says you could place any cold food that is in the fridge and place it on to the radiator. There is no problem doing so because, again, that's not called Nesina Lechatchila. It's no Mechzei Kemavashel. There is no Shem It's an awkward, strange, unconventional way of cooking, and thus one is permitted to do so as well. To conclude, there is a recent, in the last five, ten years, debate about a warming drawer. Whether one is permitted to place food into a warming drawer on Shabbos, warming drawers have become popular in many kitchens. Typically, it's found on the bottom of your oven in a separate drawer. It looks like a drawer. And you open it, and you close it, and you can place food in there, and this warming drawer will warm your food. It's the best, most efficient way of warming food quickly and equally distributing the heat. And it doesn't make your house warm, of course, because as opposed to other types of apparatus which we have, which are used openly, and therefore it could warm your home in the summer. It's not so comfortable. The warming drawer doesn't take up space. And therefore the question is, can you place food into your warming drawer on Shabbos from before Shabbos?
Shabbos that's already turned on, and therefore you'll simply open and close it, you'll put your food into the warming drawer, and thereby warm your schnitzel, your kugel, your chicken, your meat, or whatever you wish to do. Now again, this is an issue of nesina lechatchila, and according to Ramosha's psak, which we just learned, why should this be any different than a non-adjustable hot plate if it's an unconventional form of cooking? There is no mechzi kimbavasha because you really can't cook in a warming drawer. It's called a warming drawer. That's their name that it's been given because it's meant to warm, even though the truth is it does get above yatsa lettuce. But when you can cook potentially in it, just like when it comes to a non-adjustable hot plate, nonetheless, it's unconventional. It's not your regular way. If specifically on your warming drawer, and many of them only have one temperature, although many now do have more than one temperature, you can uh, change the temperature, the appropriate thing to do would be to cover it, and therefore if you follow Ramosha's psak when it comes to a non-adjustable hot plate, and a strong argument can be made that a warming drawer should be no different. However, because many do not follow the psak of Ramosha when it comes to the non-adjustable hot plate, because maybe it's not so unconventional, maybe you can cook, and like Ramosha says, it's not you can cook in the non-adjustable hot plate, you can cook in the warming drawer. Maybe you do have a problem of and maybe you will change the dial and the knob and the temperature. Therefore, there is a concern. Rav Hyman Psak was to answer the warming drawer, not only for this reason, but for a secondary reason. And he holds that when you open up the warming drawer, the cold air from your kitchen is going to go into your warming drawer, which will automatically trip your thermostat to go on. And that is a problem of a psik ratio, the nichalei. You are automatically, in, immediately going to open up your warming drawer. The cold air is going to go into the cavity of the warming drawer and it's going to turn your thermostat on. Arguably, Rabbi Heinemann seems to understand that it's quite different than your average fridge. That when you open your fridge or you open your door of your house when your air conditioning is on, it's going to take time for the thermostat to go into effect and into action and it's not going to cool down the fridge immediately. And therefore, a warming drawer may work much faster because of the way it's been created, manufactured, and the technology of the warming drawer of Heinemann's Psak was not to use a warming drawer on Shabbos for these two reasons. Number one, you have not adverted the issue of Nesina Lechatchila because Mechzi Kamevashel does exist. Shemi Echata Begechalim does exist. And more than that, opening and closing the warming drawer will cause the um, apparatus to turn on automatically. So by way of review, we have emerged with a variety of different ways, eight different ways as to how one can heat and warm food on Shabbos. Number one is Kedeira al-Gabe Kedeira. Take your food, your cold uh, cold food from the fridge and place it onto the non, onto your chalant pot. That is option number one. Option number two is to place your chicken, your cold schnitzel, your kugel next to the flame. Eitzel Hamadura. Option number Number three, you could place your chicken or your cooked item into a klirishon, a boiling water that is off of the flame. That also can work. You keep it in there for a little bit and it will cook your chicken and warm your chicken beautifully. Another option is if you want to warm up a cold liquid, milk or gravy, you could place it into a Ziploc bag and then into a klisheni, a second vessel. And by placing it into the second vessel, meaning you have a cup that has been used from the urn and you could have warm milk and warm warm gravy, of course, not together, but separately for the baby or for the adults, that should work very nice. More than that, Rav Shlomo Zalman's hat was to use an inverted tin on top of a non-adjustable hot plate. Rav Moshe himself said that another aids is to use the non-adjustable hot plate itself directly to put your cold, cooked 
chicken, meat, kugel from the fridge. We did note that many poskim are mafakpek and are not clear. What exactly Rav Moshe meant? Did he mean that only in a non-adjustable happily that doesn't cook at all? Or that's just simply an unconventional form of cooking? And therefore, I would suggest if you are using a non-adjustable haplate, you should at least rely on Rosh Zalman and to place the inverted tin. I did note that there are mefakbibin and those who question, including the chazanish, Rosh Zalman or Bach's Psak, but nonetheless, many already have that very strong minic to do so. Furthermore, the Ramosha writes clearly that to place food from the fridge onto a radiator is not a problem. When it comes to a warming drawer, Rav Heinemann's Psak was not to use a warming drawer based upon the reasons mentioned. If there are any further questions in terms of how to warm food on Shabbos Day, feel free to keep in touch to call and to let me know. Happy to help you. Everybody should enjoy their Shabbos Udos. La'oneg nitna Shabbos was given for a day of enjoyment, for a day of pleasure. We should be zochet to continue to be and celebrate Shabbos. Betuv tam and menucha v'simcha or layhudim wishing you a wonderful day and a good Shabbos.